Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Week 17, the conclusion of the 2023 NFL best ball season has come and gone. We've had some big winners. We've had some tilt. We've had some insane sweats and everything there in between here at Spike Week. And today, myself, Eric Beinfor, my co-host, Rob Coakley, we're going to cover it all. We're going to break it down, everything that happened in week 17, everything that we wish might have happened in week 17, the sweats, the fun, the tilt, and all that. Here in the final show of the best ball regular season in 2023, I guess 2024. Either way, let's do it. Three, two, one. Let's Rob, we did it. We made it all the way through another. NFL best ball season week 17 like when it's all over it's a very uh bittersweet especially depending upon how week 17 ended up for you um week 17 is a a it can be very very brutal I was you know lucky enough we were both lucky enough to get some teams with some live shots into week 17 I know uh, I'm sure some folks in the chat certainly a bunch of the folks in the discord had some serious sweats we'll pull up some of the some of the jesus uh, i i posted in the discord to get to get, <laughs> to, get the, to get the folks to i just wanted like a one spot instead of everybody going to different channels and posting hey you know i won this i did that i was like let's just create one place and it was like so many people just crushed it had awesome years in best ball had awesome week 17 sweats but it is one of the weirdest i feel like kind of experiences that you can go through uh in like a, a gambling space everybody has bad beats everybody has whatever but to spend all year like especially if you're drafting super early right on underdog underdog like most of the year investing your time and hard work and money into all of this and then it all comes down to like one two if you're lucky three teams or something and then even then it comes down to like you know did this guy drop this touchdown you know did this guy get uh you know a, a penalty at the one and we get another another touchdown like little itty bitty stuff and so it's definitely very bittersweet where like i i personally am like super grateful for how it, it ended up uh being able to have a sweat and have a good a good score but also you're you think back to every little thing that happened like i'm think back to all the pacing around my basement that i did and like you know uh dk metcalf why'd you drop that touchdown you know george pickens why didn't you go all the way to the end zone on that last catch like oh just like all these little things and you're like yeah that was 100k that was 100k that was 100k and it's like so easy 
it's so easy to like be negative about it too that uh it's a it's just a bizarre bizarre like few days i feel like yeah and i myself am staying in a castle tonight but not under the <laughs> conditions i expected them to be where i won like best ball mania 3 <laughs> bought my own castle and I was living in the castle. I'm staying at a castle because I had to go. I had to go to work this week and I had to stay in a hotel that used to be a castle. So I guess small victories. But to your point, if I told you in the preseason that in week 17, the Chiefs are going to have seven scoring drives, you would have said wheels up, right? And then if I told you that six of those seven scoring drives were field goals, <laughs> you know, you would have been like, are you freaking kidding me? So, yeah. And Jamar Chase played. Jamar Chase, not, not that, you know, I'm not saying um, it mattered for you specifically, but like people, like we were excited yeah. about that game. And you're like, yeah, okay, uh, let's ignore Burrow for a second. But you're like, the Chiefs have seven scoring drives. The, the Bengals, all the Bengals skill players, are, are are healthy right and the Bengals defense is worse than we thought the Chiefs yep. defense has gotten continually worse over the course of the season you'd be like oh my god <laughs> like that's the game that's the game that's and, the game <laughs> and it and then nothing happened you know Isaiah Pacheco happened but other than Isaiah Pacheco nothing happened spoiler alert it was not the game it was not <laughs> the game you needed um the game you needed unfortunately kind of came on Saturday night as we all dreaded and the funny thing about that game is other than C.D. Lamb, and that's like a huge asterisk, right? Because C.D. Lamb was was a god among men on playing football Saturday night. But everyone else was pretty much getting dusted off. And you're like, okay, I know this C.D. Lamb thing sucks, but Amon Ra's not getting there. None of these other guys are getting there. And then, boom, like a whirlwind happens. And it's like, oh, everyone's there. Everyone just gets there. Everyone gets points. Oprah's handing out you know, fantasy points to the people that stack this game. And that's, I guess the silver lining is like, we can, we can use the week 17 thing. Cause God, God knows I'm about to start to get in these streets and start battling people on this week 17 thing again. But people were arguing already about this. Like there was no week 17 correlation to winning lineups. It's like, Hey, did you watch the Cowboys lions game? Did you see everyone's winning lineups? <laughs> there was, there was, there was, yeah. There, like, yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't have to just be like I, I'm. I'm really not sure where all that stuff came from. We don't need to dive all the way into all that. We got lots of time. Oh, we will this I, off season. <laughs> we definitely will. But I, I just, I just didn't really understand, and I don't understand um, the need to like the day after all this stuff ends. Like, <laughs> was it your New Year's resolution to go out on Twitter and shit on on things, and also just flat out lie and say that they're wrong yeah literally <laughs> yeah. just so confidently wrong about week 17 yeah. stuff that like i i did love shout out pat Corain, our good friend um somebody tagged him in on one of the threads i don't know i couldn't keep track of everything this is why i've deleted twitter from my phone so i don't get involved in any of that stuff but somebody tagged him in and was like you know do what you want to weigh in or whatever you know because somebody <laughs> said that uh you no know, no winners have had week 17 correlation and pat was like well other than every pick i made and like i had like four different games stacked up and all the the reason i had every single one of these players on this team was basically because <laughs> of the correlation you know other, other than that yeah there was yeah. nothing it's like so the whole lineup was made <laughs> because of that 
And and there's someone out there being like, yeah, like, look, another team that won a best ball tournament without correlation. It's like, A, the team that won had like four different correlations in week 17. And then multiple teams have won it before. And it's just one of those. It's kind of like the the sad part of the end of the best ball season is like you flip over uh, the calendar and now it's like, God, we got to do all these conversations again. You know, it's like we we just been having the fun and the tilt, the tilt is both uh you know sometimes exhilarating but obviously very stressful we've just been doing like kind of the fun part of it for the last four months like sweating it out enjoying yeah. the victory laps of our teams right i got to experience the most absurd run out for sam howell and everything that has like <laughs> there has never been a funnier so fantasy like, like outcome especially given the conversations that i had with Karine over the summer and others yeah. And like all that is like all fun. Like that's so fun. And then it's like, can we not, can we just like, <laughs> can we just like enjoy, like, even if it, it didn't work out perfect for you, like dude, to get there and to like have a chance and to have a sweat, it sucks when like, I know this hurt you. Christian McCaffrey goes down, right? It sucks when the, it sucks when the lions, it was a total suck out at the end. Right. Like, like you said, the, that, 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 started off the whole week 17 i mean thursday started it off with a monster breeze game and a good basically a good injoku game but like nothing there was unfadeable right like that right. game happened and you weren't like shit you know i don't have those thursday night games you would have preferred to have breeze um, you were happy if you had them but like if you didn't you were not yeah, scrambling I, I had breeze on DraftKings. i didn't have anybody in that game on on underdog and i was like whatever it's not that big of a deal but saturday i didn't have cd I actually had this. This was a whirlwind for me this this weekend. I actually messaged Karine. Uh, I told him on Friday when we recorded the latest episode of Legendary Sickos. But I, I also messaged him and I was just like, "All right, I'm rooting for you." He, he had CD. I'm on Rob Brees. He's got Kyron in the bag. He's got like you know it. it uh, he only had only air quotes only had Laporta right the, to be the tight end. But whatever, twelve points uh, on underdog was fine. He had like you know he had Seattle. I had Seattle. I'm like. I'm going to root because I'm still kind of rooting for myself. If I root for you, I'm like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to root for my DraftKings team. Your team is fucking awesome on, on, on underdog. And then I, we, you know, just the weird way the early games played out. My team's making a monster push because you needed Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah. You know, Lamar was, Lamar was the way people were asking a lot. Um, like, how do I, I don't have CD. What, what could what could possibly happen that would help me win it and like my team actually was the example of how how do you how do you make a push without CD lamb it's like well the CD teams have Dak and golf a lot and so there's very few teams with those guys without other pieces in that game and I did have Amon Ra and Laporta so I sucked out <laughs> like I, I, pretty big uh, at the end there but I didn't know it until later right because then once Lamar goes off and Kyron goes off and uh, somebody else, Achan, right? Mostert's out, and I have Achan in the lineup, and it's like, dude, like I just got the nut run out, and I, I was legitimately live for three million dollars in the second half of the Seattle Steelers game. Like, if I just get a couple of good bounces and touchdowns, and so it it is. It was the total roller coaster, but such a good example of like, dude, anything can fucking happen in these in these week seventeen games. Like I said, I had the highest scoring CD non CD team in BBM. I had a chance. I had a sweat. You know, it didn't. It didn't all uh, work out. Shout out DK for dropping that touchdown at the end. I'll never forgive him. But like, just the total absolute chaos. It was. 
I still had fun. It was it was fun. It it's it sucks, and we're gonna talk about some of the negatives of it too. But man, what a what a crazy fantasy playoffs like. We haven't like nobody's even talking about like Christian McCaffrey got hurt, dude. Like Christian uh, McCaffrey got hurt in the final. Uh, you know what I mean? Dude, I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And, and, I mean, that was my DraftKings team. Like, I, I'm lucky as shit that I ran pure on uh, on the BBM team because coming in, like I said, I was like, I'm ready to just root for this DK team because it was really it was a really good team. And I had CMC, Kyron, and Brees. I'm like, if those guys are the nuts, cool. I'll take my chances. And I finished, you know, like. 600th or something like that in the DK mm-hmm. military. I had CMC and I used the score <laughs> and it's like tough, you know, tough shit, dude. You didn't get, uh, you, he didn't get the touchdowns before he got hurt and then he got hurt and it was coffins. Yeah. And I had CMC Higgins and God, somebody else that got hurt where it was just like, well, coffin just dead now. And shout out to the guy that won the, the um, drafters. Dorito, Dorito, Dorito. No, oh, shout out to definitely shout out to oh. Dorito um, and Updog, but Jay Cagliari or something yes. like that. He he won the drafters high roller. He had three teams in like the top seven or whatever, and Insane. his team that won had was taking eight zeros before the week started because of the <laughs> injuries he had. And you're like, man, and he just had the nuts. Like you, sometimes you just have the nuts, man. It's, it wasn't me this year, but. Hopefully next year I just have the nuts and I think I was devastated just to be perfectly blunt Saturday, uh, Sunday night. I was devastated because I wanted to make a run at one of those two tournaments I was in. But after you get over that, which is not an easy feat and you take a step back and you start looking at the teams that won, you start looking at your own team and you're like, okay, we do have an edge in this quite a bit. Like, yeah, there is some randomness to getting the right players, but look at the teams that won and the people, I mean, hell, we know most of the people that won from the Discord or something. And then you look at their teams and we were talking about it offline where like we looked at the winning BBM three team or BBM, whatever, what is this? Five, four, whatever. The guy that just won the three million. And we could walk by walk through step by step like what his team was we could tell where he got sniped on certain players and we knew the story that he was telling as he drafted it right i'm sure like he's i mean shout out to him he's going to be on a ton of shows and i guarantee you that he's going to be like yeah i was looking at correlation here i was looking at this here i was going to draft jared goff to go with amonra and laporta he got sniped i ended up with um cj stroud as my third quarterback wasn't able to stack him with anybody in the back ended up with Kyron because i thought he was the best player available like i guarantee like that's going to be with i mean not not to steal his thunder right but you could just look at the story and and the point being this is what we're doing in drafts. We, we are telling our stories. We are drafting within structures. We're going to argue about player takes and it's a lot of fun <laughs> and everything. But every team that I was looking at one, I'm like, okay, well, there's the week 17 correlation. There's the team stack. There's, there's this, there's that, there's this type, there's the zero RB team. There's, you know, like you just, you see all the variations of it. And for people to go on Twitter the next day and we'll get off of it, but, and just be like the best ball bros would laugh at this team. Like it's literally a best ball bros team. Like, I don't know what, I don't don't know what we're doing here. Um, So whatever, like point that I'm making is yes. Sunday sucked if you didn't win a lot, but look at your teams, look at your results, 
look at the teams that did win and see if you're doing the things that those teams did to win. And if you are, make sure you just you just tighten up your process next year and just continue to get better. I mean, that's what I want to do. I want to continue to get better when I'm drafting next year. If you're not stri- if you're not striving to get better, then you should never be doing whatever you're doing, right? So yeah, we made it two days into 2024 and we already had like a six hour conversation in the discord today about things that we want to do better. Or, you know, uh, we're debating back and forth different <clears throat> ways to analyze some players. So it was actually um, I'm sure there's there's people that are, you know, lurking and they see some of the conversation. These guys are like fucking idiots. You know, they're like, what is wrong with these people on January 2nd talking about <laughs> Sam Laporta and Trey McBride and, you know, whatever. But uh, it is, I think, um, it is a little bit of a testament to this community is like amazing and craving, like trying to get better. Like th- that's all it is, is everybody's just trying to get better. Like, how do I, and like, how do I process what just happened and not overreact to like, oh, I just ran bad, but also how do I not just assume I ran bad everywhere when it didn't work out and get and get better? Like you said, I have a bunch of things. We won't get into all those today, but I have a bunch of different things that like, I feel actually it's so funny because this season played out in such a crazy way for me personally, where I said uh, everybody's out there and I just stay silent. Right. Uh, Week 13, 14, 15. Uh, Everybody's out there. Check this advance rate, bro. Check this advance rate. 25%, 25%, 28%. Look at the, look at all my advance. Look at all my teams cashed in the regular season. Look at my 250 bucks. Right. And it's like, I got to sit here and just hold my L with my 13% advance rate, like you give advice on this and you advance 5%, you know, below expectation, congratulations. But I just sat there and I said, you know, I actually really like my teams that did get, that did get through. And the mm-hmm. funny part is I specifically highlighted this team that made the, the one that made the run before week 15 even started again, Kareen and I recorded, we were just going through, you know, some of our kind of uh, things that we were excited for in the fantasy playoffs. And I went through and I said, man, everything's kind of aligning for this one team in particular in best ball mania that I'm excited about. And like, it's, it's a fool's errand to go and pick out a specific team to get, you got to get first out of 16, first out of 16, and then make a run out of 441 people the next week. Like the, the chances are, you know, that team finishes ninth in week 15. You never, you never even think about it again, but I just happened to see it. And I was like, I don't know, man, this team looks pretty good, like pretty, pretty strong got just a um a, you know as as it takes to make the finals and to make a run got a lucky ass run out right like get the george pickens game and gabe davis remembers how to play football for one week <laughs> out of the last you know two months and like uh, obviously has kyron on it and just gets a little lucky here here and there but that's what it takes and then that's the team that is making a run and it doesn't have cd lamb on it right the guy that just absolutely crushes in in week 17 didn't didn't have Devonte adams you know it had obviously i mean kyron was absolutely massive um and then you know having achan was was super helpful he wasn't you know the highest scoring running back but getting <laughs> god damn it gabe's back uh having uh ha- having that was just amazing but uh, i i just find it funny that we reach you know i feel like we reach this point in the, the the season it's over you know most people lost money or didn't do anything tangibly that they're like super excited about even people that did things that they're excited about are just like damn i i still feel like i ran bad right there's only like 10 people in the whole space that are like fuck yes i just dominated the season right out of like thousands and thousands there's so few people that just walk away with an awesome taste in their mouth and yet 
it's like we're gonna flip the flip the calendar over and just be like, yep, I'm gonna do the same shit I did last year, right? Like I'm gonna dive into my player takes. I'm gonna be super overconfident about things. All I'm gonna care about is advance rate. And it's like, I feel like this is such a good time to go back and and be like, like chal- like I'm challenging all my beliefs, like all of them. Like I I I, I don't want to get caught in that space where you're like you think you have it all figured out because guess what nobody does but i do feel like the people that are thinking about this game thoughtfully like look at who had teams in week 17 look at who had sweats look at who had really high finishes it is a lot of people that are really heavily invested in this game right Mm -hmm. like even some of the people that you may not know their names i see their names on that leaderboard i know who those usernames are i don't know who those people are i know who those usernames are they're grinders they're thoughtful players at all this right you had serious sweats i had serious sweats herzig had serious serious sweat kareen had it like everybody in our discord (laughs) had monster sweats it's all these people that are thinking about the game a little differently than everybody is and trying to approach it in a little bit of a different way and so it sucks when it doesn't turn out for you, you know, at the end of that season. But I think this year more than any proved to me, like if you really invest and you really like try to be thoughtful about this and attack it from like a strategic angle, not like the same way everybody else drafts teams strategy wise, but like a unique strategy, right? Like what you did in the, in the, uh, what the hell's the thousand dollars, what you did in the Mastiff, right? What I did on my BBM team, nobody would fucking wait for their Antonio Gibson to be their first to be their first running back. Nobody would only take Sam Laporta and Cole Turner. Are you a psychopath? Like, what are you talking about? Nobody would ever do that. But being willing to do some of these, and that didn't even work. Right? Like Cole Turner didn't even work. <laughs> right. Like, but it's important but that, to point those out. But like, the, even like, the ones that don't work. You get to this point, and it's like, look at all these teams that everybody won with. Or look at the people that won and think, look at how they think about this game. And then you have the people, you know, the first of the year starts and they're like, see, week 17 is fucking stupid. And it's like, don't do that. Like, like you can take the time to assess and figure out what week 17 really means will help you. I promise. But it's not like going out and pretending like you have it all figured out. It's like, we can get better and, and, you know, these, like, keep, I keep saying thoughtful, but that's really what it is. Thoughtfulness at this point in the time, uh, at this point in time to like continue to grow. And we should, that's what we, that's what we should use week 17 for. Right. It, it's part of a system of the way you're drafting and learning what systems you want to use. Yeah. The Mastiff, not only did I decide that after this year, looking at it and seeing the teams in the finals and everything, yeah, I like the, the the solo elite quarterback. I think you could do it with a mid-range quarterback in that tournament, right? I mean, some of them you would have busted this year. Like, let's say you wanted Deshaun Watson. That would have been a huge L because of the injury. But that other little range there, that was Jared Goff and Dak Prescott and Tua, right? You'd be fine. You would have been fine in that tournament. That yeah. tournament. Solo that Dak. Tournament. So, solo Dak would have been the nuts, man. Like, right. amazing. You would have been great. So, like, understand. I mean, you are taking the injury risk, and we saw that that was huge this year with that position. But also, we're going to have like really crazy, like, draft. Well, the drafts are going to be so different this coming year because of the tight end position. And because I think quarterbacks are going to get pushed back down and mushed together, and we're going to be weighing it out. And that's why best ball is a different game every year. Like people are trying to take this data every year and you should, 
obviously, but there's such such nuance to every single draft season and draft cycle that's going on year to year. Quarterbacks were pushed up heavily. We're losing you. We're losing you. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. But but all the castles. tight ends, all the tight ends these, are young. These goddamn, these young. goddamn castles. <laughs> yeah, you're you're cut. You're cutting in and out. See if you can uh, uh, get her straightened out. You're just a little. You're just a little frozen. Frozen right now. I'll hit some of the. I'll hit some of the comments in uh, in the chat. I mean, I didn't even understand what he said, but Joe thinks what you said was really good. So um, I'm kidding. Obviously, it was it was well said. Um, uh, a, a great point. From Lion, shout out Lion, a great member of the Discord, said, my unique strategy was to hammer Dalvin Cook and Cam Akers, right? And some people would say, oh, ha, 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 you're, you're an idiot. And Lion made the finals with an awesome team, an awesome team, right? My unique strategy, not actually unique, but part of my, part of my strategy was hammering a bunch of players who you certainly didn't see. Well, you did, Damian Harris was on my finals team, shout out to me. But... Uh, you didn't see Rashad Benny on there, right? You didn't see Sam Howell on there. You didn't see some of the guys that I was super duper hit. Rashad Bateman wasn't on there. Jahan Dotson wasn't on there. But all, like you said, all it takes is one team. And as long as you're like trying to figure out some form of an edge and then within that draft, like you said, there's so much nuance to every draft. There's so much uh, that goes into drafting like we do. You know, if you're only drafting five teams or something like that, your your approach is going to be very different than, say, robber eyes. I mean, I drafted. I'm trying to think of even what the math is. Call it 200 something DraftKings teams, 150, 170 drafters teams. So what's you know, call just just because I'm uh, old and my brain is going bad. Let's call that 400, and then 350 underdog teams. So call it 750. Right, we'll just call it 750 teams. Not every single team is going to be the exact same, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm going into every draft, and you are doing things differently. You are structuring things around some of the players that you believe are the biggest edges. But like I talked about this in the Discord today, and it goes exactly to what you said. Every draft has a little bit of a different nuance. My final team had the overwhelming majority of the players that I was pretty heavy on. I actually was heavy on Seattle. Uh, I know I never I didn't talk a ton about DK Metcalf over the summer actually, but I was way overweight DK Metcalf. I I talked a lot about JSN, and I was obviously overweight him. Lamar and the Ravens, right? Matt, like that was probably like my second biggest stand aside from Washington was Lamar and the Ravens. Zero running back, right? And it has Antonio Gibson, Achan, Chuba, Algier, Kyron, like literally all the guys that I like. All those guys are like fifteen plus percent in my portfolio, but. I didn't like George Pickens this year. Didn't like him. Uh, always had him like in our rankings, our Spike Week rankings. He was always below his his ADP. I was I was underweight George Pickens, but I wasn't so stubborn as to say he is still an archetype of a player that I don't want to have zero of. But I want to be smart about when I build him in. And I built started mm-hmm. to build this zero running back team. And I took DK Metcalf and I took JSN. And it's like all right, you got to the sixth round now. You're probably going to take a wide receiver. Don't take whatever, right? Whatever other sixth round, sixth round wide receiver. Don't take, uh, you know, some random uncorrelated piece in the sixth round. Take George Pickens. 
He fits perfectly on this team. And guess who I sure as shit needed (laughs) in the the fantasy playoffs to make money? George, George Pickens. And it's like, that's the game. I know it, it, it's one example. It's one player. It's one specific person's team. KJ Osborne last year, Alec Pierce. Like these are those, those are those guys, right? Uh Those are, it's, it's the archetype player that gets you through to week 17 on these really tough to get to the finals roster. And you have to understand that like you need that guy versus Tyler Boyd. I know I pick on Tyler Boyd a lot, but (laughs) But is Tyler Boyd going to give you the spike week in week 14 that, you know, an Alec Pierce is going to give you? Probably not. Probably ever. Not. So, like, that that's how you have to build these teams with that thought process and understanding the contest that you're in for that. That's what the best ball mania team is. That's not what a drafters team is. Like, you can have mm-hmm. those guys on drafters, right? And for all the arguments we see about, like, people wanting regular season, like, regular season like rewards for what they do in weeks one through 14. You want to be rewarded for a team that's doing well week one to 14 play on drafters. (laughs) They are a cumulative scoring league. If you're doing well by the end of week 14, you're probably going to make some serious money by the end of week 17. So let's, there are formats for that. Like you have to understand the format you're playing. So, I mean, not that we can't get better on payouts on all tournaments and all that, but specifically if you're looking for that type of thing, there are places to play for that. Yeah, I actually think uh, it's funny you bring that up because I had that thought uh, certainly on Sunday about Best Ball Mania. And it's one of those things where <clears throat> there are people, I don't I don't think that this opinion is necessarily wrong, just like most opinions in Best Ball, but you get to week 17, which is of course what we're talking about here. And um, people would say, if you didn't like the, the payout structure uh, or format of that tournament, don't play it. And what I would say is um, that is a little bit of a, a closed-minded way to to think about a totally new and emerging space mm-hmm. where if we are these sickos, like you see at the top of your screen, where we do have this edge that we just basically outlaw, right? When I'm talking about you had multiple finals teams with sweats of, uh, you know, what, 50 grand like I had a, a two final teams, a bunch of the people in the chat had, we have an edge, but we only get to play this game once per year. And there's only one tournament out there that has like, I mean, DraftKings has multiple life changing, right? But there's one tournament on underdog with a total absolute life changing amount of money up there that like, you know, you, you like one person, like you said, is going to go on a bunch of shows and their entire life just changed. Pat Corrine's li- entire life changed last year. Liam's life changed. He was already on a bunch of shows. Corrine's, that's true. You know, it was, it wasn't. His life changed in a different way. Motherfucker lives in Southern <laughs> California now. Uh, you know, like uh, it, his life definitely changed in just very uh, uh, different ways. But you get one year, right? This isn't DFS where it's like this edge is going to go on for a little bit longer till everybody figures things out, right? This isn't poker where it's like, dude, go play a poker tournament every day, right? Go play a poker tournament every hour, go play you know, multi-table, whatever, every day of your life. Don't sleep. D- it, it, best of all, we get the one slate a year. And so I want to take my edge and put it into the place that can give me the most monetary gain as possible that one year, because yeah. I understand the structure's I hate it. I hated it. I, I've let people know that I hated it, but I maxed best ball mania because I, 
I don't know how many more years best ball is going to be some big edge, right? Every other peer to peer game dries up eventually, right? The, 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 the people start to figure it out. I, I think best ball is very different. Again, something else we'll probably talk about in the summer. I think best ball is very different, but you'd be lying to yourself. If you said the edge isn't going to get much smaller, right? It's not like I, I got two top 10 finishes basically in best ball mania in three years. That's like, you know, like in two out of three slates, top 10 in the, the biggest tournament in the industry. I can't do that. And I haven't had that in DFS in two years. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I, like it's, it's not that easy. It's not that easy to, to, to do that. So I'm trying to maximize my monetary return right now. And so, like you said, I, I I'm going to go play drafters because when I want to play the regular season format, I want to go play the regular season format, but I also want, we want our keynote games on the biggest sites to be as best as best as possible. And I finished 12th in best ball mania and I made $15,000 and I'm grateful for that. I ran hot to, to get that, but the guy in 50th also got $15,000 and the guy who beat the guy who beat me by three points made a hundred grand. And it's like, I beat the dude in 50th by 12 points. And I lost by three to the dude who made a hundred grand. I lost by 12, right? So they basically the difference between me, a guy won a million dollars beating me by 12. I made the same amount of money as the dude who I beat by 12 down, <laughs> down, down in 50th. Right. And so think yeah. about that. That's fucking crazy, man. You needed to finish in the top 10 to make any form. I'm not saying maybe 15 grand is life changing. You know, uh, I don't mean to, to, to besmirch it. And it is obviously very, you're very thankful, but like it's your, it's it, your bankroll for next year. Yeah, but it, but but like you know, three hundred grand, a million dollars, or whatever is life changing for anybody, mm-hmm. and so it's just it, it's okay for us to to talk about it. But like you said, at the end of the day, I'm gonna go and play the games where I think I want to play the games. I love drafters. Uh, I, I loved it this year. I mean, I, I my best team ended up in like three hundredth place in their main tournament, and I think I got eleventh in the high roller or something like that, and so. Um, I didn't get an awesome finish, but that was a that was a ton of fun, like an absolute ton. Still of fun. a ton of fun, fun sweat for that tournament overall. Absolutely, I was sweating. Yeah. I told somebody this. I'm curious what what you think about this. We're talking about week 17, but like, I didn't really sweat my underdog and DraftKings teams like all season. I drafted five in the 555 dollar on DraftKings, and so I kind of sweated those right because I only drafted a few of them. They're a little higher stakes. You probably sweated your Mastiff team on underdog out imagine just because it's higher stakes yeah i like i i couldn't have told you what my advance rate was until the end of the regular season on on either site i wasn't paying attention and i was like legit like really looking at my drafters teams all season like like i mean i was in first in the high roller for like half half the year and then my team collapsed and you dunked all you and what's his name dunked all over me and i fell fell apart but like that was fun and so like yeah. we're talking about week 17, if you didn't kind of enjoy this whole process, there are games for you to the, to, to what's Rob saying. And they are fun and the sweat is fun. And I, I, I really enjoyed it this year. And to Eric's point, like I was, I was up there like in the top 20, top 24 for most of the year with that team that finished ended up finishing seventh. We just had the worst run out ever for the last week, but I was I was lingering towards those bottom teens, high like low twenties, and then I had like a three week run where I just came and just passed everybody. Right, I went into Saturday night and first in that tournament because I mean, obviously I had Brees Hall that that helped propel that specific situation, but you could sweat that all year. It's like yeah, it was middling, 
and then it surged and then we had a chance to make some some real money in that team so you can still sweat those drafters teams we like we said we had dorito we had updog shout out to them finishing first and second Amazing. maybe if updog drafted anyone but Devonte adams in the first round <laughs> he might have beat dorito and the positions would have been flipped who knows i know he got a 40 burger out of him the last week but what the hell did he do for you the rest of the year so <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's jokes aside really congratulations to those two congratulations to everyone um and just while we're on this particular topic, I had we had uh, Jay Jay Jeremy said that he almost thanked me for second place finish. We got beat up by Devonte so Adams team, but for real, thanks, Rob. Enjoyed your content all year. One of the things that really helped me, and I don't know if this helped you. I'll speak for myself, and then you can speak on it. Is I was blown away by the amount of people that reached out the next day mm. on Twitter, in Discord, and everything, and just said thank you know we're thinking all these like big name content creators and my name would be in there and i'm like wow thanks guys it actually it made my day more so than any of the money that i made the day before like just being like wow thanks guys i'm glad that we were able to help you um if, even if it was a little bit just even if it was something that i you didn't agree but you saw the value in it the other way or you saw the value in something that we did say i you know i appreciate you reaching out and thanking us for that I, I I couldn't agree more. It was it was funny. You're muted. Actually, I uh, no, no, I'm not muted. You're 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 in a fucking castle. Um, I am in uh, a castle. My, my voice is echoing off the walls of the castle. It hasn't made it back to you yet. Give it a couple minutes, and then it'll make it. And it'll make it back. Um, no, it's funny. It's really funny you say that. And then we will get to like some of the teams, <clears throat> some of the sweats for anybody that didn't get to see a lot of that stuff. Uh, so, like you said, like everyone, I think I. I don't know if people enjoy this. I like to share like, here's how it went for me. And here's what I was feeling. <laughs> and like, you know, like I said, uh, nobody enjoys having a 13% advance rate, no matter if you tell yourself that it was good process or not, it's not fun. And so I was telling people, you know, like, this is where I'm at. My, I like my teams that got through, but I have a lot less than, than other people do. So we need to run pretty hot. I was lucky to run pretty hot, but then you make it to week 17. You don't have CD. My hopes were not very high just being completely honest. Uh, and and we, I didn't have CD Lamb on either team. I thought my DraftKings team specifically had way more outs to catching a CD Lamb team, and it didn't. It, had, it, it ended up not, right? It had Christian McCaffrey, so it, didn't, it really, really didn't matter. George, George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey um, didn't get to actually use Dalton. Shout out Dalton Kincaid. It probably made me 100 bucks or something like that, <laughs> Dalton Kincaid, uh, in Week 17. But I, I, I was super grateful, right? Kyron, it, it, was, it was even more fun to have Kyron Williams be the one that catapults you, right? 6% owned yeah. Kyron Williams in best ball mania, goes for three touchdowns, goes for just, just shy of, of 30 points. Like, so fun, man. And to see everybody um, that happened to get on some Kyron, maybe they got Kyron to a final or whatever. And I'm not saying it was because of us, but we talked about him a lot. And just to see the the kind of camaraderie that came around it was, was just like, it was really a ton of fun, of course, for me, cause I'm skyrocketing up the leaderboards, but it was, it was really cool to see kind of a, a brand play for all of us um, come through. And then the afternoon comes around and I'm like slowly making a push and make my way up to the top 10 of BBM. Right. And I'm sitting in the top 10 with, let's call it at halftime with, with all of DK Metcalf, George Pickens, and JSN. 
Now, at that point in time, I think JSM was actually counting because he got the touchdown in my lineup. But one of those three was any all of their points for the rest of the game would count. And then one of them needed to make up like seven more points and they would start counting. So I'm like, give me a touchdown to two of those guys. And like, holy shit, dude, like we are cooking with some serious gas. We got a chance. You know, I didn't really think I could win it based on the top score, but I thought like, I mean, a million bucks is not out of the question here. And mm-hmm. so you're sitting there and it's like, God, Najee scores and Ken Walker scores and like the Seattle kicks a field goal. And then, you know, the game shakes out to where Seattle's trailing, which was good, but then they kick a field goal and then DK Metcalf drops a touchdown. And then to really just jab the knife into the side the Steelers I just assume are going to run out the clock no so first all right your people are going to deal with my tilt I apologize Pete Carroll's dumb ass has three timeouts left Steelers are driving he challenges these it was the single worst challenge I've ever seen in my entire life I think I, I don't even think if he won the challenge so it was a first down to somebody I don't know Jalen Warren is a first down he challenged it and I think he would have still given up a first. I think he challenged like a like two yard extra gain or something like that. With you have three timeouts, you need to stop get the ball back, and you need all of those timeouts. It came back. They 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 didn't lose because of that, but they lost a chance to win because he pissed away a timeout on the dumbest Shocking challenge I've ever Pete seen. Did that. So all that right is like you're just boiling over. <laughs> you're just like I need every point. I need every snap. I need everything. Don't fucking do that, Pete. You idiot. So anyway, right, they, they score. Of course it's Najee, right? They score another touchdown, and it's fucking Najee. Shout out, Felix. Hope you're not here because I don't want to speak badly of your buddy. But Najee goes nuts. Okay, whatever. Pickens is counting in my lineup. DK Metcalf doesn't need much, and we can make a real push here. They go down. They throw it to him in the end zone, and he drops the goddamn touchdown in the end zone, right? And you're like, okay, whatever. Kick the field goal. Get the ball back. Maybe we can get a little more. And then, of course, you know, they, they, they throw a pass, the Steelers, on first down, which I could not believe, and I mean, thankful. They throw a pass, a slant to Pickens. There's no safeties back there because Seattle's trying to stop the run, and the corner just trips him up, like just trips him up. I, I, when they threw it, I was like, oh, my God, he's about, this is about to be like 10, 10 points or whatever right here. This is going to put me, you know, up in second or something. And he got mm. tripped. <laughs> he gets tripped up, and then they run out the clock thereafter. And it was just like – you know, you're, you're, you're losing your mind. So I didn't watch Sunday night football. I'm, I was like you, I was like incensed. I was like, I thought this was it. You know what I mean? I thought this, we've been trying to break through and these best ball tournaments had some really good sweats. We haven't had the monster score. And I'm like, this should have been it. So you're mad, right? You're mad. You're mad when you don't, when it doesn't work out talking to my wife, and she's, and she's, you know, I'm, I'm telling her like, I, you know, I was mad, but I sat there and I just like kind of looked through the discord and looked through Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And that's exactly what it was. Like you said, people being like, dude, awesome run. I was rooting for you. DMs of people being like, you know, awesome team. I can't believe you got that close without CD, like so well-deserved, blah, 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 blah. And then seeing the other people in the discord who were crushing, right. Seeing Updog and seeing Dorito one, two on drafters and Doritos. Like I never even heard of drafters. I never would have played it if you guys didn't recommend it, you know, and now he's got 300 grand, like yeah. seeing all that. Please send money. Like, was like amazing, dude. It was like, I like from then on, I was just like, you know, it's all worth it. 
the whole all the shit all of it it was it was all worth it and so it's a long-winded way of getting to the point but it was it really was it was awesome so like if you're watching this and you had fun and you had a little sweat like we appreciate you because that's why we do it like i could just play this game without talking about it or whatever but it's fun to interact with you guys and like rob said if you get anything from the things that we like the things that we're doing, the things that we're advising, you know, our favorite players, our favorite strategies, ever great. But even if you learn, like he said that, and I think that's fucking stupid. I'm not doing that. Like, that's fine. Like the whole, we're just here to talk through our thoughts. It doesn't mean you have to agree, but hopefully it's at least like some form of, of learning, which could be learning from disagreeing with us, but that's the point. And we will have disagreements. Me and you will have disagreements throughout the year. There'll be disagreements in the discord. But what happened at the end was the majority of the people in the community rallied around and were so supportive of everybody else and just so happy for the people that did make money and everything. It's like, damn, yeah, I want it to be me. But if it's not me, <laughs> at least it's at least it's these people that I've talked to about this these tournaments for eight months, nine months, 10 months, like however long we talk about these tournaments, you don't talk about a DFS slate for 10 months. You talk about a DFS slate from Tuesday to Sunday morning, and then it's gone, right? Maybe you review it the next day and then it's like, all right, on to week, you know, 12, 13, 14, right? And these tournaments, not only do we talk about them during draft season, we're going to talk about them for the next few months. And like, what did we do right? What was some of the winning teams? Were they drafted? What were they doing that we could have done better? Blah, 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 blah. And you're going to hear it. And it sounds like tiring, but it's not. It's a lot of fun. And it's and it's very, very helpful. And that's why it reminds me more of poker than anything else. It's because I will go back and think of a poker tournament from six months ago when I played more. I don't play nearly as much as I used to. But why did I do what I do? Why did my opponent do what he did? Did was his position right? What you know, you're just always trying to get better, and that's that's why I think I love best ball. So I love it. I I, I could not possibly uh, agree more. All right, I, I apologize. I've been uh, <clears throat> ignoring the chat more than more than I plan to, and there's a lot of there's a lot of comments in here that I missed, and I wanted to uh, to uh, hit any. <laughs> Mike says, Rob, any super fishy people in your mentions about their first round pick of Adams was a good call because we all know you should sacrifice your first pick for one week. It is funny. Um, I know M Mike is obviously being funny and mm -hmm. people people love this part about best ball because they can victory lap in many different ways. Right. You can you can victory lap a horrible pick, which, quite frankly, Javante Adams was by just about any measure until week 17. Right. And and you can say, see, I told you, get to week 17 and Devontae's smash. Like, motherfucker, you did not draft him because you thought he was going to score 45 fantasy points in, <laughs> in week 17. I mean, you might have thought he would be fine in week 17, but I bet you didn't think Aiden O'Connell was going to be the quarterback. I bet you didn't think Jacoby Myers was going to get hurt in the fourth quarter. I bet you didn't think Josh Jacobs was going to be out or they were going to be getting their ass kicked by the Indianapolis Colts. Like, none of that. Like, so it's like you were right. You were right in the result, but you were totally wrong in the whole process. And so uh, it's fine. It's whatever, right? Like enjoy, enjoy uh, when things work out for you. Trust me, if I had Devontae Adams on my team, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be celebrating just as much as anybody else. He was on some teams that won, but like he's a good example of people only want to, um, you know, bring other people down or, or look like they were right 
and they don't actually care about the process. Like those people, we just ignore those people. You know what I mean? So shout out to Mike. But, but for... the but the thing about that is because it does almost sound like we're double speaking because of the Alec Pierce and you know the George Pickens point that we made. But Devontae Adams was a first round pick, yeah, early second different. round pick. It's a little bit different when you're talking about a guy that you're investing that much draft capital in, right? You're drafting you're talk- a first rounder to suck and to suck the whole year when Christian McCaffrey and all these guys, CD are going nuts. Like, yeah, CD, Aminra, so. all guys going around him. So, like, yeah, it's it's a completely different situation. And th- all I said to those people was, "Show me your teams in the finals with Devontae Adams." <laughs> Yeah. I think uh, Updog is the only one that could produce one for me. That, that's yes. anyway. And he came uh, in second, so it doesn't even count. Shout, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck that $150,000. Shout out <laughs> shout out to Updog, though. It was That yeah. was impressive to finish second. I know Devontae like, had a couple of good games up, in, up until now, but man, to have Devontae when everybody else up there has CD Amon Ra and you're chasing points yeah. How with him. Awesome, awesome, awesome team. Uh, shout out, Jason. Thanks for the help all draft season, guys. I finished fourth in the FFPC uh, main event for my best win for 50. Oh, the best ball main event. Wow. For my best win for 15 grand. Shout out to you. Uh, amazing. That's, that's amazing. Hopefully, uh, you ignored Taysom Hill on FF, FF, FFPC. Is <laughs> that, uh, just yeah, amazing, but appreciate all the content you guys put out. Yeah. Thank you a ton. Why, da- why dad says you draft hundreds. This is what we were talking about earlier. You draft hundreds of teams, all year. And this is what we try to talk about over the summer too. It's easy to get lost, right? You draft every team, you draft one that's really cool and you post it on Twitter or you post it in the discord and like none of them matter. Like it doesn't, what matters is that you're going in and like being smart about how you draft all summer and putting together a portfolio of, of teams that in each team it can win somehow, some way it can win. Right. And what why that is it, your whole season is going to be decided on that one random team, right? One team is going to decide whether you are profitable, lose money, break even, whatever. And it's not always going to be the players that you loved the most all summer, right? Like I said, yeah. George George Pickens became my most important player, give or take, you know, outside of probably Kyron, became my most important player. And I didn't really like him. <laughs> I, also, I probably never said that dude's name all summer, except that I think he might not be very good, which I was, I am going to go ahead and hold that L. He, that dude has gotten a lot better, uh, uh, especially like over the last month. I've watched a lot of Steelers games in the last three weeks, believe it or not. And uh, he looks, he looks a lot better. He also looked awesome against the Seahawks in a tougher matchup. It wasn't just cooking the old Bengals, which everybody's cooking, but, Except the uh, fucking Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, except, well, Pacheco did it. Rice almost did it. Dude, Rashi, if Rice scores that touchdown, like that one where he breaks, I make thousands and thousands he cooked more. That dude. Yeah, he <laughs> cooked that dude. He's running completely down the sideline, uh, uh, untouched. Which, by the way, you want to know what else? Talk about, I was tilting earlier, right? Now, here's the, the, the sun run that I had compared to the bad luck that I had in the, the Steelers game was... I don't. Did you watch the Rams game uh, at all? The Rams game. I was watching. That was the one o'clock game, right? Yep. I was watching Red Zone at the time in New York. So um, obviously, I have Kyron. Puka catches the long ball down the sideline, just like oh, Rashi yeah, does. Yeah. Yep. He's. I'm sure he's gone. But shout out Puka. We love you. You're so fucking slow. He could not pull away <laughs> down the sideline. He gets hot. There's a dude that wasn't on the screen. When Puka's breaking away, that just hawks him down and takes him down at the two. 
And Kyron scores. And Kyron scores. Oh yeah, I, I was jumping up on that. Puka one. had eighty yards. Puka had an eighty-yard catch. And I mean, it was good. This is you know, you're happy if you have him. But if you had Puka in the final, you had to just be like throwing. And without Kyron, you had to be just like throwing shit. While I'm like, I was like dancing around, you know, the basement, just like please no, because you know that there's other Puka teams, and if he scores there, the difference, you know. That's yeah, that's a huge, huge, swing. huge, huge swing, and just got got super duper uh, lucky on that one. It was uh, amazing. There, shout out the uh, hacker says the the community. I, I I haven't played poker seriously since high school, early college, so I wouldn't know about uh, the poker community since but then. We barely poker community the is it's very it's very toxic overall. Uh. The the best ball community can be very toxic. I just muted all those people. Like I said, I deleted Twitter from my phone and I muted a lot of people that have been super negative. And it, my experience has gotten a lot better um, with all that. Like I said, this this past week, this past month has been amazing. Uh, ab- absolutely amazing. Uh, Jason J- Jason says his FFPC team. Here's another one. I got lucky with Kyron, right? Uh, the Puka goes out at the one. He needed Warren to score and he gets stuff. Uh, at the one and it's a $60,000 swing. That's what it, that's, that's what the DK Metcalf drop was. I think, uh, 65, I think it would have made 80 if DK Metcalf catches that touchdown, give or take somewhere yeah. in that, in that realm. Um, any, anything jump out to you from, uh, week seven, week 17, uh, I'm going to do something separate than this show to go through kind of uh, all of our I mean, there's it, there's way too many teams for all of us to, to run. Like the Discord has is littered with all of you guys' uh, winning teams. Amazing. Thank you for posting them. We're going to put something special together that has all that. But was there anything that you were like, other than other than what I would say the McCaffrey injury, was there anything that like while it happened, you were just like, you know, it, it shook you or surprised you or just was notable? Well, I, I mean, like this, God, this answer is so two on brand for us but what i was thinking about during the week 17 games was how vital structure is but also how vital knowing using the correct information especially in august to draft players because the 17th and 18th rounds this year like you could have crushed those rounds so if you want to look at my team, you can go back. You can watch every single draft pick that I did for the Mastiff, right? And if you get to the 17th and 18th round, if I don't make the two picks I make in those two rounds, I might not make it out of the opening six out of 12 advance. And I definitely don't make it to the finals, right? Because I, you could say that my first two picks were bust. I had Tony Pollard and Pat Mahomes as my top two picks. Mahomes wasn't like a complete bust for the way that I structured the team. Yeah. Pollard definitely was. And because of the way I wanted to structure that team, I went with Kyron Williams and Trey McBride. And I just strengthened every single position that I wanted to just beat everybody at, which was not wide receiver. So my tight end corpse, Trey McBride, Hunter Henry, George Kittle. Explosion games all year until week 17. But the point is, because of the information I had, because of how I felt about Trey McBride, because I drafted him at like 24% or something like that, because I knew the Arizona Cardinals were going to be bad. I'm still shocked they played Zach Ertz as much as they did early in the year. (laughs) 
right. and you have to let the young kid cook. So it's just like call it ball knowing or whatever you want to know or whatever you want to call it. But he was like, I, I always was stunned where he was available in drafts for the entire off season. So understanding and the Kyron thing is just understanding what teams are telling you, right? You're not always going to know, but the Rams told us who their players were. They, they literally told us who their players were this year. They sat Kyron in, in preseason games. They were sitting all these guys and were like, and some of us got the flashbulbs. Maybe some of us got it later than others. But once you got there, you were able to just build really good teams. And it allowed you to build A, super teams, or B, miss on certain guys early and still be okay and you know, I I joke about Devontae Adams, but if you drafted Devontae Adams, right? But you you secured that with a Puka team because of the information you had in August to to, to basically flip flop those two guys, right? Yeah. Because now Puka's your first round Great pick, point. and Devontae Adams is your 17th or 18th round pick that actually late season spikes. hammer, <laughs> right? Right? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that's what you should be looking to do. But it allows for that opportunity rather than drafting. You got outs. Yep. You 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 yeah. have extra outs that the 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 non Puka, you know, non Kyron. What right? If you drafted Malik Davis and Taekwon Thornton at the end, your Devontae yeah. team died. But if you if you did everything that you just outlined, you could save that Devontae team, and that's how you win the whole thing when he does have the big week seventeen. Yeah, and it sounds like I'm I'm cherry picking you know, like the, the best players. And it's like, yeah, there's other ones that we didn't like, but the point being is we, that I'm talking about the informational edge that we had in August for that particular thing. 100%. And we'll be talking more about that informational edge and which tournaments it's best for. Is it best for drafters? Is it best for, it's best for all of them, but like, does it really help you in drafters? Does it really help you on underdog? That's the stuff that, that I, I know this sounds like a long winded answer, but it's what I was thinking about during the games at one point i'm like look at these guys that are just it's not going to happen every year but look at these guys that we really liked in these late rounds that are just absolutely tearing it up (laughs) and during the entire season and the reason why we like them no one liked kyron williams measurables right but they they liked what the team was showing you they liked what they were showing you with puka all this other stuff so that's what i was thinking about you know, we, we, we don't victory lap as much as maybe we, we even should, <clears throat> but I took a little opportunity to victory lap uh, Kyron the other day because when your other stands are Rashad Penny and Damian Harris, you don't have a lot to victory lap uh, and Jahan Dotson um, and Rashad Bateman. The list goes on and on of all the whiffs. Dotson. But when you when – you, <laughs> fucking Dotson. Um, uh, it was really fun watching McLaurin go ham in week 17 when you have <laughs> Jahan Dotson. But uh, – I tweeted this the other day, and I think, um, like I said, it's it's certainly victory lapping and, and engagement farming, call it whatever you want to call it. But uh, I think we focus almost entirely on um, kind of the strategy element here. I, I think that that it, that's that's largely my guidance uh, as um, kind of the you know creator, founder, whatever you want to call it of of Spike Week. I believe that. Attaching yourself solely, solely, not that you can't have these, but solely to I know I know ball better than other people, I think mm. is a mistake from a long-term strategy. I think what we can do here at Spike Week is help you from a strategic sense uh, better your process. 
And that can mean like a lot of different, like a lot of different things. You may be a really good, like I know ball bro, but you also may not be. And, and I want to be able to help everybody. And I also want to make sure that we're not everybody that we're playing against thinks they have the IKB edge, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody, they all watch the games. 98% of them don't have a fucking idea what they're looking at when they're watching these games. Right. They, and, and some of the like analytics bros, they don't even know what they're looking at in the right in the, the the route run numbers, ESPN open score, right? EPA. They don't know what, uh, about all of that. So what we try to do is like bring everything together and be like this. What you really want to do is a full scale kind of strategy that takes into account, of course, some ball knowing, some analytics, some player takes, lots of strategy takes, lots of right. Like nobody's doing this right? Like ownership takes, we built all these tools, right? Projected ownership, draft rate, player combinations. We're trying to bring all of that together so that everybody can be successful, not just come here because I know ball, which is fine. I, I look, there's lots of people that know ball and you should listen to them about that. But I think sometimes- Me with Rashad Penny. But exactly. Continue. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you definitely knew ball with Rashad Penny. Um, Jesus. <laughs> I'm so I'm so done. I'm so ready for that. Can can no one sign him? Please, God. I want that motherfucker out of my life for <laughs> eternity. I wasn't drafting Will Fuller, but I now know how people felt about Will Fuller when he just disappeared <laughs> off the face of the earth. I feel like Rashad Benny disappeared off the face of the earth, and he was on the goddamn sideline for every game. I can only imagine what Will Fuller people felt when he was, you know, off on a private island or whatever. Anyway, I bring this up to say that, like, you know, we don't really dive in. Like we don't get our hand in the dirt, like a, a shit ton. We talk lots of all the other strategy stuff. Cause ultimately I do think that's, that's most important, but like the Chiron thing, like you look at on your screen, this, this goes back to before the draft when Kyron Williams was at Notre Dame, where I said, Kyron Williams is my favorite rookie running back in that class. And I, I quote tweeted it the other day. We're a little early. We're a little <laughs> wrong. We're a little we're, favorite might've ended up being a little wrong to start but is it wrong? Was, was it wrong? So no. we know, we know a little bit of ball too. And I, I brought this up just to say like the amount of times I, people probably get sick of me saying like, you know, variance chaos. It doesn't matter. Like blah, 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 blah. Ownership, right. Unique player combos, uniqueness, all that shit. But like, hopefully we can bring a little bit of everything. And hopefully that's what, as we're wrapping now, right. With kind of a week 17 wrap, Hopefully that is kind of what we can bring. And um, yeah, <laughs> shout out Shuby. Uh, you notice there weren't a lot of, the only tweets I have from Kyron post combine were like, this motherfucker really ran a four, eight forty. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, God damn it. Like now I just, I've been, I just staked my brand to a dude who's going to go in the fifth, <laughs> going to go in the, in the fifth round. But um but but to go to to tie together all your points, that that obviously the Chiron take goes to your structure take, like your favorite structure is zero RB. Chiron tied perfectly into zero RB teams, right? So like just just to tie it all together, it's like you yep. can have a player take, and it can still go towards your structure take, and it's knowing how to draft for the structures overall. Uh -huh. A hundred percent. Couldn't have said it um, <clears throat> much better. Uh, 
we do got to start to get out of here. Rob's got to climb out of his castle or, you know, whatever the hell is going on. Find the ghosts that are in said, uh, <clears throat> said, said castle. But I'll uh, post, uh, I'll post some pictures of this place in the discord and yes, the general please. chat because this, this is the coolest hotel that I've ever been in my life. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to, to see it. I'm also excited <clears throat> to, um, kind of uh, the best ball season is over. We're of course going to be diving into playoff best ball. If you have not uh, purchased the playoff best ball almanac, it is just $20. It is awesome. It has rankings for underdog and drafters. <clears throat> Bernie the at B Kurt uh, in the discord. Bernie is just freaking crushing it. So our Silas and Trev with team previews we have, there's like, I think I counted it the other day, like 60 something pieces, of <laughs> pieces of content. Plus uh, hacker built the playoff odds. I really do believe that it's the best resource for playoff best ball. We're definitely going to do plenty of that. We're going to do some streams that are not a part of the, uh, the almanac as well. We're going to dive into playoff best ball for sure. But I also like, can, can I, can I jump in on playoff best yes. ball really quick? Yes. Um, I know everybody's jumping in the gauntlet and everything. And so have I, but there is a $20 tournament over on drafters Great call. that has about it's, it's going to max out at 14,000 and it's only got less than 3000 entrants right now. So if you're looking for some overlay and you like playoff best ball and it's a little bit different of a format, tight ends actually count as tight ends in that one, <laughs> you know, no, no, no disrespect to underdog. Cause I'm still playing the gauntlet as well, but, I'm going to be firing a little more heavy over the next week and a half on drafters at that particular tournament. I agree with you. That's my favorite tournament. Um, I think in the whole space, mm-hmm. a lot of monetary upside. I love, I, I do like the advancement structure. I like both formats. So it's not, I'm not like saying one or the other is better. I really enjoy both. And for regular season, I'm much, I much prefer the advanced structure because the, the, the tournament playoff structure, which is the sweat is like unmatched. But for playoff best ball, having all of the positions, having multiple running back positions, multiple wide receiver positions, a tight end and flex is in a little bit deeper drafts, right? It's a little bit bigger roster um, and full PPR. And maybe some people don't like that part, but it's the, the more if you are, again, a sicko that you see on the top of your screen, if if you like are really deep into all this stuff, the more like little elements. I don't want to make it too complicated like they did with fucking best ball mania with all the different payouts and stuff, but the more little things that we can add to extrapolate our edge, right? Add the tight end in because the casual person is probably not going to be as good as we are about uh, managing that and how we draft for that. And so I love just little nuances like that. And that tournament is awesome. I suspect it's going to overlay and uh, there's tons of money to be had in in that one so i'm really excited to dive into a bunch of those um only other thing i was going to say before we get out of here is we are obviously a best ball focused site company whatever you want to uh youtube channel whatever you want to call it it's not over for like us looking at at 2023 i think that's kind of what happened we're in a fast moving space a lot of people have already moved on to playoff best ball or they're going to move on to the next season or they're going to move on to basketball or baseball or whatever. We're going to cover right. All of those things from a best ball format. But like, I feel like what happens in, in best ball still with it being pretty new 
and they're not being, you know, there's tons of DFS tout sites. There's tons of sports betting sites, tons of all that. When it's, when, when stuff's over in best ball, we don't like, like stick on it. You know what I mean? Next summer, everybody's going to come back around and start re-researching the whole season or whatever. But like, I still want to kind of keep discussing some of the things we may have learned here over the course. So our Monday night show, tonight's show are not going anywhere. We'll be here every single week. Of course, yesterday was a holiday, so we were out, but uh, we're going to be here every single week. And we're going to talk about all whatever you want to talk about that just happened from 2023. We're going to talk about it um, and start to figure these things out together. Really? Uh, as, as we go lessons learned things that uh, we can, you know, take into 2024 from the 2023 season, analyzing the finals teams, analyzing, we got all the player combinations from like a bunch of tournaments hacker he might have just released it we have all the we have all the like player ownership and player combo data in our tournament database for weekly winners for like all these tournaments we have all that stuff now we're gonna break all of that stuff down so i know it feels like all right season's over let's wait a few months but um if you've enjoyed the last nine months <laughs> or whatever six months six months nine months we're just going to keep keep building on that. And like I said, we'll cover playoff best ball. We'll cover baseball. We'll cover NBA playoff best ball. We'll cover all that stuff. But um, I'm, I'm actually super more so excited than the last couple of years, to be totally honest with you, to like keep keep on about all this stuff and not not like take some big break and come back and like restart over. I feel like we're in a really good spot to keep building upon everything we just learned in 2023. Yeah, and what I'll add to that is not only are we going to keep doing these shows and the ones where we talk strategy, we do drafts and all that stuff, like that's all going to stay, obviously. But I think what we're going to do this year as well is we're going to get back to having some fun again. So, you know, it's, it's January. The Royal Rumble is in January. Maybe the Best Ball Rumble is coming back this year. And I have another plan that I pitched to Eric that he won't even respond to, but I'm doing it. <laughs> and i'm putting the i have to put paperwork together for this other plan but it's going to be fun so um be on the lookout for that and i will be hyping that up in the off season as we approach it but we're going to have fun again we're going to have we're going to have some of the best conversations with the smartest people myself eric but we'll be bringing people in and having uh, a ton of fun having a, a ton of fun and learning a lot and we learn just as much from everyone that's in the chat in the discord as they could learn from us so i mean i don't always comment in there i've said that before but i'm always lurking i'm always reading these conversations and seeing what people are are saying so I'm always watching just remember totally that. agree always. totally agree and she's always watching yeah the josh the rock <laughs> is back which was wild <clears throat> wild to see really really brought me back uh, i almost turned on peacock and watched some uh some old school wrestling stuff when the when the rock came back but uh did you close, see how tired he was yes <laughs> he did two moves and he was blown yeah, up my, 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 my man got a little too big in the <laughs> acting career <laughs> he, he is i mean that dude is huge i know everybody knows this but seeing him there wrestling and looking kind of back at old school right i mean he's all he's a big dude right just a naturally yeah. big human but he was like he was big but cut back in his wrestling days he is <laughs> enormous i mean he yeah. is so big like you said uh 
I'm not in the world's best shape anymore either. I mean, I'm 35 years old. I can't do what I used to do uh, back in my athletic days and stuff. He looked like me when I'm like, I'm going to get back, you know, the January for, I'm going to get back in shape, right? Let's go run a mile. And you make it a quarter of a mile. And you're like, oh my God, someone kill me. You know, please, <laughs> please, someone kill me. That's what the rock looked like. It was like, buddy. Uh, we all loved it. It was awesome. Thank you for coming back. But Jesus Christ, dude, you are so out of shape. Um, uh, but uh, uh, I was just going to say, perfect closing. I mentioned that we're going to keep on, you know, about learning all these things. And Rob, obviously, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I started working on my 2024 ranks. I'm hoping next week to get the first. The uh, uh, I don't want to just push them out, rush them. Kyron 101. Have them, of course. Kyron 101. Can, is there higher than one than 101? Um, what the way? Yeah, Christian McCaffrey's hurt, don't you know? Christian McCaffrey got hurt. He's injury prone now. That means Kyron. I don't ignore the fact that Kyron got hurt. Uh, but yes, 2024 ranks are going to come soon because I imagine the big board and everything is coming soon. So long, our way of us saying more fun shit is coming. 2024 stuff, lessons from 2023, some fun all that kind of stuff. And ultimately we appreciate you guys. We hope you had a, an awesome week 17. We appreciate all the positive feedback. Appreciate hanging out with us for, for all this time. And I'm really, really, really excited about the next year. 2024, I think is going to be best year of best ball yet. Certainly the best week of spike week or best week, best year of, of spike week. And it's all cause you guys. So um, I don't have the exact schedule yet for when we are going to, be back but playoff best ball is certainly going to be the next thing here on the horizon we'll have some draft streams uh not all recorded in the almanac we'll get some free ones up here on youtube for you guys be on the lookout for that on twitter and in the discord but otherwise um to check out rob's castle picks king of the later castle. King of the yeah castle. exactly and we'll see you guys next week peace, peace. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? If you turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week. Spike Week.